The Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Annex Wealth Management is a proud member of the Barron's Top Advisor List and the Financial Times Top 300. Know the difference. It's Team Tech Trust. Good morning and welcome to the show. It is Sunday. It is January 5th. My name is Danny Clayton saying uh, good morning and happy new year, Mark Oswald. Good morning, guys. Our chief compliance officer, our chief investment officer is Derek Felsky. Happy new year. Good morning. And I saved it for you, Dave Spano. Happy new year. Happy new year happy to you new as year. well. Um, well, let's start with our week in review and should we go 7,000 miles away to Baghdad? Because yeah. that was quite an event that we woke up to on Friday morning. That's exactly right. And that's absolutely where we need to start. You'll you'll know by listening to the show that we ended uh, last week's show talking about potential risks, and we and we identified both geopolitical and political risks at the top of the table, and that the market certainly climbed a wall of worry throughout 2019, and a new wall of worry will, will certainly be built in 2020, and here was a black swan event that we opened up with on Friday morning. The market uh, certainly went down, uh, rallied throughout the day, and held uh, the rest of the day, Mark, but there's a lot that, that people need to, to think about, uh, not about not reacting to uh, black swan events like this and to think about long-term investments. I think that's absolutely the takeaway from things like this when they happen is it impacts us all. You know, we look at it and say, well, the oil prices are going to go up. Maybe gas prices go up. You know, what's the effect on me and my family? But when you start thinking about your portfolio, guys, you have to think long-term because as you point out, Dave, there's going to be things that happen. There's going to be things that happen throughout the year, throughout your lifetime. that are going to be events specific that impact the markets in the short term. But when you're a long-term investor, somebody with a long-term financial plan that's decades long in some cases, it's sticking with the fundamentals that's important. And and you'll remember that, you know, this this bull market, which began in March of 2009, now nearly 11 years old, has had corrections along the way, Mm -hmm. has had these little starts and stops. Till my last count, Derek, there was something in, in the ballpark of five dozen reactions like this over the last 11 years. And this is just one of them. But Mark makes a good point when he brings up oil and oil's reaction today, which I thought was interesting because the United States, of course, has become a net exporter. But we did watch oil react today. When I woke up Friday morning, crude was up about 4 or 5%, about half the advance we saw a few months ago when the drone attacked the Saudi oil fields. And essentially, this is one of the changes that's occurred. You know, the, the U.S. now produces more oil than they do in Saudi Arabia, and that has curtailed uh, the ability of oil markets to really discount negative news in a negative way as it used to in the past. Um, the other thing I'd point out about uh, what we saw, you know, oil stocks last year lagged the market dramatically, only up 10% in a year when and the S&P was up north of 30, despite the fact that oil was up 30%. So it again shows you that it's not just the price of oil that determines how oil stocks are going to perform. It's also how efficient those companies are and what their uh, corporate balance sheets look like. And it's interesting because, you know, we talk about, you know, the size of the energy market. And of course, Apple's movement this year has been just uh, dramatic over 2019. And Apple's capitalization over $1.2 trillion is more than the entire energy 
sector combined. So when we look at energy prices, we have to ask ourselves, I mean, how much does it really matter? And the reason why we pay attention to it is because it could act like a tax or a dampening of the spirit of the consumer. You start thinking about short-term inflation, right? I mean, when you think about the things that we spend our money on, things that cost a little bit more, and as you pointed out, basically a tax, right? If you go to two seventy-five or $3 a gallon on your gas, you're paying a bit of a more of a, a tax than you would in the other environment. So that gets into discretionary spending and, you know, an inflationary environment an inflationary environment, at least in the short term. Yeah, that's really a good point, Derek. You know, he talks about this could act as an inflationary uh, catalyst. And, of course, the Federal Reserve is trying to get inflation going. So in a very perverse way, maybe it does push inflation up. It could, but again, it's a smaller component of spending than, say, healthcare expenditures are, and, and, and other things. Um, the other thing, I, the other point I'd make is this late in a recovery, where we already have wage growth north of three percent, the ability of the market to absorb inflationary pressures is less than it would be if the economy had been weaker or the cycle hadn't been as long lived. So it's certainly something we're going to pay attention to. It could affect consumer confidence, and that's a key input in some of the decision making we make as an investment committee. Now, if inflation goes up, of course, interest rates could go up too, and that goes right into our valuation of our equities. And so we have to take a look at this and be thoughtful about where we are going from here. But again, when we talk about owning what's in your portfolio, you have to understand it. I know we talk about this week over week, but there's never been a better time. And now that 2020 has started, and you might have had some great gains that you waited to take into 2020, if you sell something now, that capital gains tax isn't payable until April of 2021. So it's time for sure, Mark, to take a look at your portfolio. It certainly is, and especially if you got out of balance in 2019 because the equity portion ran up faster than the fixed income portion. It's a great time to rebalance. It's a great time to be able to delay those capital gains if you have them at all. And, you know, if you look at the tax bracket you're in, getting into that marginal tax bracket, you can bring yourself down into a marginal tax bracket where capital gains tax is 0%. So it's possible that you can get reset of the basis in some of the stocks you like the best, capture those gains and avoid capital gains taxes altogether. Now, we certainly don't know how this is going to end. It could get, it could accelerate. It could not accelerate. We're certainly have, going to have to watch this as we go forward. And it's not just about portfolio management. We talked about tax management, but it is holistic financial planning that really comes into play. How do these things all talk to each other? Should, you, should this be part of your estate plan, your tax plan, your investment plan? Holistic planning, Danny, is what we do. Good stuff. Dave Spano, President and CEO of Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference, team Tech Trust. It's a phrase that we use often because we believe in it. Team Tech and Trust. Head to AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Even if you are with somebody else, have us take a look at your portfolio with that free portfolio analysis. That's something we believe so strongly in. We give it away for free. Again, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Back in a bit, this is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. This is Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management, where we ask you to know the difference. The Wall Street Journal has published a list of questions to ask your financial advisor. The very first one is, are you a fiduciary and are you willing to put that in writing? We've been asking people listening to our show to do that for years. That's just one of the ways to know the difference between financial advisors. People come to us every day with what I call a mishmash. Statements here and there, overlapping investments, no consolidation. Annex Wealth Management can clean that up and put it in order. Our team of investment, tax, and estate planners will work to make sure your plan is clear and coordinated. 
If this makes sense to you, or if you want a second opinion on your investments and retirement planning, go to AnnexWealth.com. You can learn more there or simply hit the Get Started button and start the process. AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference. I'm Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. I hope we see you soon. Custom-tailored investment and retirement planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Know the difference? It's Team Tech Trust. This is a team segment. Deanne Phillips is here. She's Director of Client Learning and Development at Annex Wealth Management. CFP is CDFA, Wealth Manager at Annex. Welcome back. Thanks for having me, Danny. All right, we're going to talk about passion assets. So there's stocks, bonds, annuities, and a bunch of other investment vehicles. What makes something a passion asset? Right, so what you were referring to before is titled property, like real estate investments, you know, even really cars. So we're talking about your firm furniture, the dishes, sporting equipment, musical instruments, collection of toys, even photos, even pets are considered passion assets. Because emotion is attached to them? Yeah, I think so. There are stories around those things. There are things that do not pass by beneficiary designation. And so that's really kind of a key point here. Is the goal when we're talking about passion assets, the eventual distribution being a joyful exercise? Because <laughs> I think it's something that people can get in fights. For sure. So let me ask you this. Have you ever moved? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Does anyone really like moving? I mean, it's all about your stuff. And I always hear as a planner when people are looking to right size in retirement, they'll say, oh, my gosh, I have to start with this basement because I've just been collecting all this stuff. And I have to sort it out between the stuff that I want to keep, the stuff that's junk, the stuff I can donate, and the stuff other people might want want. And so if they're already categorizing stuff other people might want and the stuff they want to keep, other than just the utilitarian things that they need, they're really talking about that stuff that they're connected to. And usually there's a story there. The question comes in, do your kids or other people really want that stuff or do we think they'll want it? And this is something that you want to do while you're still alive? I definitely, we want to do this while we're still alive. I mean, I'm looking at my 15-year-old kid, you know, she, I, I have certain collections. She could care less about all those collections. And for the most part, I think there was a magazine article that came out a couple of years ago. Your kids don't want your old stuff, right? And that's very, very true. However, one of the exceptions could be where there's been a ritual that's been created around it. Like, for example, I know every Christmas, my daughter loves, because she's grown up with us, to sit with me and we put up the tree and we take out all the ornaments and there are stories behind certain ornaments. And that means a lot to her. That's actually a passion asset with a multi-generational connection that she she will want to continue. A lot of times we make the assumption that if something is really important to us, a thing, it'll be important to people who are important to us. That's not necessarily the case. I mean, the number one item that people, the next generations really just don't want is books. If you think about the evolution of the hardback book and even textbooks now into electronic, you know, and people, even people who love the feel and the smell of books like me, right? We'll still use a Kindle because it's convenient. So there's a big difference between somebody's 1965 Corvette Stingray and then a collection of thimbles from around the world. Is that where the troubles start? Well, somewhat because there's a valuation on that 65 Chevy, right? And so this is why it's important that you understand what actually has a value of your passion assets and what has that emotional value because they're very different. So kind of as a rule of thumb, if it's something that you would do a writer on an insurance for, 
then there's some value. And there's been some research done on that, right? And probably there might be somebody out there who wants it, whether you're going to sell it or whether they're going to inherit it. A little different with a thimble collection, right? There might be one or two that are pretty cool. But for the most part, that's a hobby on an asset that was just cool for you as a hunter and gatherer to find. Let's talk about the sad case where somebody has passed and you have to go through somebody's house. What is the best method to divide those passion assets? I mean, I've heard of even people going through, it's almost like a draft where people kind of go through and put stickers on things. Yeah, stickers. uh, The thing about that is, though, like, you know, you can itemize things in a will and say who gets what. The sticker method is not official. So the executor of the estate can go through and discount it if they want. I mean, you'd hope that you pick an executor who follows your wishes, but you have to be really careful on all that stuff. Oh, tell me the Civil War story. I love that one. Okay, so um, in going through my parents' stuff, I found family letters from the Civil War, and I have my grandpa's on both sides uniforms from World War One. This is really cool stuff. So this is definitely a passion asset, something I would want to keep. There also is, besides sentimental value, there could be some sort of sellable value on that. But more importantly, I was thinking, you know, um, who could en- get enjoyment out of this? Would the Civil War Museum want this? That way it's not just me keeping it, you know, in a dust-free environment to pull out if you come to my house to see it. But it, this way it's sharing it. And everybody has that kind of stuff if they've kept stuff through the years that could kind of go to the public for a greater good. So that's a way to donate and maybe share a passion asset as well. Deanne Phillips, our Director of Client Learning and Development, Annex Wealth Management, joining us. Thank you. Losing sleep lately? The job, the house, the kids, or investments? How about the feeling your investment partner isn't a partner at all? They might be operating in someone's best interest, but that someone isn't you. It's time for Annex Wealth Management. It's easy and there's no obligation. Head to AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. How about some peace of mind with the sound recommendations from the Annex team? We work in your best interest as a fiduciary. That commitment runs so deep, we'll put it in writing. Does your advisor do that? Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management. Start at AnnexWealth.com. Team, tech, trust, and a fee-only fiduciary model that works in your best interest. Can your advisor say that? This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Know the difference. It's Team Tech Trust. Radio shows, presentations at our branches, articles in various publications, Facebook, our YouTube channel, email updates. Annex Wealth Management believes in education for everybody. We thought we would look back on 2019 and the most popular features from the Axiom, which is our free weekly newsletter. Joining me is the Annex Wealth Management marketing team, and it's a rare appearance. Greg Betty and Silla, Director of Marketing. Hey, Greg. Hey, Danny. Allie Peters, Creative Designer. Hello. Hey. You're thrilled to be here, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Once a year. And Brianna Cole Morgan, Marketing Automation Specialist. Hey. Hello. They are the team that produces the weekly Axiom newsletter. Greg, congrats. Another great year. Quality content. Thank you. Let's talk about the most popular content for 2019. And we will start with the most clicked. What did you see? Well, you know, it's interesting for us. We're inside of a financial services company and a wealth management company. Annex has such a commitment to the clients and to the folks who are actually reading and watching. We want to make sure that we're updating them, educating them on the things that are important to them. That means watching. So for us, we were always guided by what people click, view, 
how many minutes they spend on the videos, and that helps us guide where we're going to go in the future. So some of the the clicks that we noticed were the, were very similar to what they were last year. Some of the words and the catchphrases are the same. It's, it's helped us create what, we're, what you're going to see in the upcoming year. Brianna, you're at the center of a lot of data. I look at your screen a lot, and it's <laughs> numbers and spreadsheets and stuff I don't get. Uh, you work on the polls for the Axiom. That's just one part of your of your job. What poll was the top for 2019? Yeah, in 2019, have you cut the cord and canceled cable? Got about 500 people to fill out this poll. And actually, 65% of them said that they did not. They're still using cable. And the biggest reason is because it's bundled with their internet. Got it. You just moved into a house. Did you cut your cable? I did, yeah. You did? Mm-hmm. All right. Allie, how about you? Did you cut your cable? Yep. I've never had it. I never had it. <laughs> never had it. All right. And Greg, don't forget it. I, yeah. You watch everything on the planet. <laughs> okay. but, but, you know, it's interesting just looking at that poll, for example. It's a great question, but it also helps us understand where people are concerned consuming what we're creating for them. And it helps us even understand where we want to approach people with our messages. So we ask our questions and sometimes they're, they're simple ones that help that are informative even to the audience. And sometimes they, they help us understand our audience better. So Greg, the money do, that's a great example of the education that we provide. What was the top money do for 2019? Taxes. It's uh, once again, just like last year, it was getting ready for taxes. What we found is with the money due, it's always a popular click off of the axiom. Folks are always looking for ways that they can get a tip, look for ways to improve their financial outlook. But when it comes to taxes, many of us understand our limitations. So any opportunity for us to grow and even listen to some of the experts we have on staff here, on the team here, are a big benefit to to the clients and to folks who are reading the axiom. Allie Peters, I have to thank you because you take our radio segments and you make them into really nice looking pieces for the Annex Wealth Management YouTube channel. You help me a lot. It's almost like TV, right? So what wound up as the most viewed or clicked uh, in 2019? Our top YouTube videos, I actually wrote down two because they're really different. Uh, One is What's a Basis Point? And it's Tom Parks, our director of retirement plan services, just describes what a basis point is. And people, for some reason, found that interesting. And then the other one we did was the $50,000 electric pickup truck from Workhorse. And I just added that because it's a KTD minute, a Know the Difference minute. And I think it's interesting that that was one of the top clicked this year. Um, Since you produced that, could you tell us what a basis point is? No. No. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, Greg, you team up with our teammates. You produce those educational video segments. What was number one in 2019? Well, as mentioned, the, the Tom Parks video um, specific to the basis point was helpful. And it's just the financial industry has their own abundance of acronyms, terms. A basis point is one of those measurement units that's found only in the world of finances. But actually, Tom has done a number of videos that have had exceptional um, engagement where folks have watched them for a number of minutes. Um, It's because Tom's focusing on on a part of the wealth management world that a lot of people have questions about. And uh, Tom is is so accessible that it ends up being really nice. Yeah, he's, he's good on TV, good on camera. So the axiom is seven weekly insights, absolutely free for anybody. You don't have to be a client. Anybody listening who's not signed up, we want you to sign up. I think everyone's after two things. Information that can actually help them make better decisions and not being sold to. So each week, Allie and Bree and you even, as we work through all of the content, that we're creating, we're working hard to make Axiom successful on all those fronts, make sure that folks are being informed and then ultimately understand that we're not selling anything. We're just trying to make them happier, smarter people. 
Ellie, I just want you to know I could not explain that either, the BPS. <laughs> well, I just that can't. was a Greg video that wasn't mine, so <laughs> <Okay>. that's my <laughs> reason. <laughs> nice. Greg Battiancilla, Director of Marketing, Allie Peters, Creative Designer, Brianna Cole Morgan, Marketing Automation Specialist, the team that produces the weekly Axiom newsletter. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Danny. Thank you. Thank you. It's easy to forget stuff. Keys, meetings, anniversaries. Remember who sold your annuity to you? Once the check clears, it's rare to hear from them again. Annuities are often oversold to people just like you, generating substantial sales commissions. They're misunderstood. What sounds great during the sales pitch dissolves into something that's hard to figure out. Good news. Annex Wealth Management offers unbiased annuity reviews with no catch. When you see the way Annex operates, you'll know the difference. Unbiased annuity reviews from Annex Wealth Management. That's all you need to remember. Annex Wealth Com. Cut through the clutter with Axiom, the weekly newsletter from Annex Wealth Management. Subscribe today for seven insights built and delivered to you every Sunday. It'll help you navigate the markets and the things that affect your money. The Axiom. Sign up at AnnexWealth.com. Team. Tech. Trust. Straight talk from a fee-only fiduciary. It's time to know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. And we're back. Barron's top advisor, four-time member of the Financial Times Top 300, fee-only fiduciary partner. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News for Sunday, January 5th. I'm Danny Clayton. Mark Oswald is here. Derek Felsky and Dave Spano, our president and CEO. You know, one of the questions that I was just asked in a meeting uh, this week was, what is our anticipation of where the S&P is going to be through through 2020? And, you know, we have valuations that we, we put together, and we, you know, we have a number that we came up with, but there's certainly a lot that goes into that, Derek. Earnings were very interesting through 2019 because there really wasn't a big move in the overall earnings of the S&P 500. No, we actually had flat earnings and basically a multiple expansion of roughly 30 to 35 percent, depending upon the sector. So stocks performed extraordinarily well. And and one of the things that we talk about often, Mark, is that, you know, good news begets good news. And while the stock market is up and earnings are flat, that's because market participants are really looking for earnings to reaccelerate next year as, as as growth resumes in the global economy. And I think that's a really good point, and I think it's important for people to understand what we're getting to because when you look at it, you're always looking at comparables, 2017 to 2018, 2018 to 2019. And if 2019 was pretty flat, then you're really almost trying to beat the 2018 number. But at the same time, you've had, you've had efficiencies, you've had tax cuts, you've had all kinds of different things that should make beating those numbers a little easier for companies this year so you could see earnings grow. And that's similar to what's happened, actually, in, in prior years when you had tax cuts, both with the Bush tax cuts and the Reagan tax cuts. There was that initial surge of corporate profitability, initial surge in spending. Then companies kind of digested, made the comps more difficult. But those low tax rates for corporations remain. Those low tax rates for uh, personal individuals remain. And there's no reason to believe that the lack of regulatory pressures won't cause companies to finally start spending on CapEx, which, which can fuel even further growth. The CapEx, Cap- Capital expenditures mean companies go out and start spending that money. But, of course, the low cost of capital certainly continues. And when companies can get that money at a cheap rate, they can invest it in a lot of ways. Capital expenditures is one. Buying their shares back, Derek, is another. The companies are continuing to do that. Yeah, it's been it's been very supportive of equity prices over the last several years. Frankly, you know, it's, we've always talked about this being a bull market that no one loves. And it's pr- primarily not been loved by retail investors who have been taking money 
out of ETFs and actively managed mutual funds. But it's actually a bull market that companies have fully supported by stock buyback activity as they expended repatriated dollars from overseas, spent some of the free cash flow generated by their, the more attractive tax profile, and, and generally just, uh, you know, bet on themselves going forward, given these low interest rates, which is a very low hurdle for them to beat. Mark, you know, when we talk about market participants, we, we often are talking about United States-centric investments. We talk a lot about the sectors here. But when you're building a balanced portfolio, there are certainly other parts that people can invest in. Well, certainly there are. Even if you just look at the difference between stocks and bonds, I mean, there's all kinds of different bonds, fixed income instruments. You can't say, well, I'm 30% in bonds, because my next question is, what kind of bonds? Because they act differently in different interest rate environments. But then you start thinking, Dave, about large cap, medium cap, small cap, different capitalizations. They act differently, too, in different, you know, the, the dollar strengthening, for instance. If that happens, it, it affects small cap companies different than it does large cap companies. Then you start thinking about around the world. You think about the central bank here in the United States being accommodative. But the same thing's happening with other central banks around the world. And you've got, you know, Europe, for instance, that could be coming out of at least a pseudo recession. And, and a lot of things, you know, can happen in those parts of the world. So diversification, purposeful diversification, thoughtful diversification, not just diversification because I went out and, you know, threw darts and bought a couple of stocks or a couple of ETFs. When you think about building portfolios in a risk-adjusted you know, profile where you're trying to match your risk tolerance to the investment vehicles that you select and the asset selections that you make there, it's important to do that with a thoughtful purpose. And if you were a participant in the market throughout 2019, particularly in United States equities, you likely did very well. Now is perhaps a time to perhaps defend and diversify, Derek. And there's a lot of ways that people can defend right now. One of them is go and say, you know, what have, how well have you done in any particular stock or any particular mutual fund? And is it still the right place to be? Yeah. In fact, this week, you know, any any number of folks, you know, we, we manage our clients' portfolios on a daily basis. And if they have withdrawals from their accounts, we essentially rebalance those accounts as we uh, pull the money so that they can go off and spend it however they, they see fit. But basically, what we've been seeing is a reduction in our tech exposure and an increase in our international equity exposure, primarily for the reasons you just stated. Tech was up almost 48% on an industry basis in, in 2019. International up about 20, not a bad number, but certainly the tech weighting in our tactical portfolios got a little bit out of line, given the level of risk we're willing to take. Mark, I just want to jump in there and say, you know, in this last minute or so, people have to understand what's in their portfolio. It's very important. I know we talk about it a lot, but this is certainly a time. What's happening in the world, what's happened last year, is a time to understand what's in your portfolio. Couldn't underscore that more. And I think even better than that, what's in your portfolio, think about what's in your family. When you start thinking about doing asset allocation, so many people do it account by account by account without ever thinking about what does my household look like? What's my true exposure to Apple? If I own this ETF and I own this large cap mutual fund and some other discre consumer discretionary, for instance. Do I have Apple in each one of those places? And so what's my true exposure to technology as a sector? If you've never done that at the household level, at the family level, if you haven't looked at your spouse's retirement plan and your IRA and his or her IRA, it's important that you do that because then you truly get a sense of your true asset allocation and risk exposure and you can make thoughtful decisions from there. 
How do you do it? Head to AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. If you joined us late and thought, hey, these guys sound different, all of our shows available as podcasts on Spotify on 92.5 Fox News. Have a great week. We'll see you. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News. The Annex Wealth Management Show is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation.